You're listening to Boggy Talk, Faith Conversations in the Mud, a resource of Church on Bayshore. Boggy Talk is recorded on Boggy Bayou in Niceville, Florida, and is hosted by Justin Wyatt and James Ross, pastors at Church on Bayshore. We typically want every matter of faith and life to have crystal clear answers, but it isn't always that easy. This podcast digs in to help Christians think with a kingdom mentality about topics that sometimes get muddy and bog us down. So let's dive in. All right. Well, hello and welcome to Boggy Talk. And I am leading us today because Pastor Justin is not here with us. So um, I'm not very good at doing this, but that's okay because our guest today makes up for my inability to host. And uh, that is our superintendent of Okaloosa County Schools, Marcus Chambers. We are so glad to have you here with us today. I appreciate it. I'm excited to be here. Well, I want to just dive right in because I got a lot of questions I want to ask of you. Uh, So first, I don't know that uh, a lot of people really know Marcus Chambers, who (laughs) Marcus Chambers is. So tell us a little bit about uh, yourself. I guess, first of all, like, where do you like to go eat? What do you what teams do you root for? Those kind of things. Oh, wow. So uh, (laughs) first of all, I think I'd say, you know, I grew up in a military family and uh, my father was in the Air Force. So we moved around a bit and I was fortunate to grow up in Hawaii. Oh, wow. And that's where I ended up graduating high school. So as you can imagine, growing up in Hawaii, that was a hard time, <laughs> but um, really enjoyed that. You know, some of the teams that I like, you know, people call me the front runner because I like the Dallas Cowboys, oh. the Yankees, <laughs> uh, the Lakers. Okay, Duke, yeah. Duke basketball. Yeah, yeah. But wow. uh, Florida State Seminoles for uh, for football, though. Okay. You sound like my son. He just likes whoever the best team is, you know, so. But I will say in my defense, I've liked them my whole life. So. Okay. All right. Yeah, that is okay. Yeah. And unfortunately, I'm a Gator fan. So, uh, mm. you know, I have to differ with you on that one. But uh, Commissioner Ponder, who we had last week on, was he's also a Florida State fan. So that is. seems to be a theme here. <laughs> um, well, yeah. Tell us a little bit about uh, how long you've been married and uh, kind of how you ended up. What, what was the journey that got you eventually to the role you're in now? So, you know, my father, he, uh, he retired from the military back in 1993. So uh, he ended up coming to this area. He, he liked it. So, so we moved here. But out of high school, I actually uh, played college uh, baseball. So it was, I was at the University of South Florida. Okay. Um, I realized quickly that uh, that wasn't going to work out. So I uh, came here locally, uh, played uh, baseball and basketball at OW at the time. Oh, wow. And what actually led me into education is I remember after my last year at OW, I literally prayed, um, Lord, what am I going to go into? It was that year. And then I ended up getting offered a full ride into education for my junior and senior year. And I was thinking of physical therapy. Am I going to go into business management? And literally an answer to prayer was uh, a full scholarship into education. So um, that was a clear sign to me. I taught over at Ruckle Middle School for about six years, some of the best time of my life as a teacher and a coach. Uh, those were great experiences, but I knew I wanted to get into administration. I was fortunate to have a number of great leaders uh, along the way to help me, and um, and here I am today. Yeah, and so you you are married, right? And you have a couple kids as well, yes, correct? Yes, yes. Yeah. So I'm married, uh, going on 21 years. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Um, my wife teaches over at Niceville High School, so she's a teacher. Uh, an English teacher and a leadership teacher. And my daughter graduated from Niceville High School last year. So as you can imagine, graduating during the pandemic, um, 
She's a freshman, actually just finished her freshman year at Gulf Coast, plays volleyball over there. And then my son's a junior at Niceville High School. Um, so he's had a He's had a great year. He's a baseball player. So we have a lot of sports in the family. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally get that. We have five children of our old, and most of them are involved in sports and all kinds of stuff. And uh, this is a great community to, to be able to raise kids and be involved. And, and one of the things that are great about this community are our schools. Yes. Um, obviously, long before you were in the role you're in, but you get to be in the role you're in now. And the reason uh, we have you on this week and the reason we had Commissioner Ponder on this uh, last week and Mayor Hinkle on was just to really talk about what is going on in our community, uh, specifically to help those in this area understand how they can be more involved specifically as uh, members of the faith community, but also members of the community at large. And then for those who kind of listen outside the area, what are maybe ways they can do the same things that are happening here? So I guess I'll kind of start with, um, how's it going? How, how are Oklahoma <laughs> County Schools doing? <laughs> well, I'd say this, this has been a challenging year. As you can imagine, March 2020 rolled around and uh, we were in normal school operations and then everything changed. Everything changed uh, the way that we handle public education from the way that we teach, the way that we transport students, the way that we feed students, technology, everything changed, the way that we communicate. Um, but I'll say since March 2022 today, I could not be more proud of our teachers, our support professionals, our administrators, what they have done during the most challenging of times um, I say heroic, um, you know, unsung heroes to really make a difference in the lives of kids. You know, that's what educators do this year. So many stories of going above and beyond, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's bringing meals to families, you know, going out to homes, making sure that technology works, you know, things completely outside the scope of their responsibility. But they did these things to make sure that that students were safe, mm. that students were going to be educated, that students were going to be fed. So a very challenging year. Uh, our teachers, again, our principal support professionals, I, I just could not be more proud. Yeah. Now, you were, you, you were acting superintendent in March, correct, of 2020? So March of 2020, um, Yes, that I was the uh, I was the appointed superintendent yes, at that time. Yes. I was trying to think of when I got elected. Yeah. Um, so yes, yeah, so, so, it's so, all a blur. The last year and a half for it, everybody it has honestly. been a blur. <laughs> yeah. So we had a campaign going on. We had a pandemic going on. So it was a uh, it was a time. Yeah, I can't imagine that. So I, I have to ask this because you came out of, and I mean this neutrally, you know, a, a controversial uh, transition of leadership and and stepped into the role began to say, hey, this is something I want to do. And so I'm going to campaign. Then COVID happens. Just tell me just what you were going through, what your mindset was like during all that. <laughs> I just, it's not yeah. funny, no, but it is uh, kind of funny from the outside. That, that, I, I use the word interesting sometimes. Yeah. It was an interesting time period, but I think also that's where faith comes in. Um, you know, I'm an educator. And, you know, when I was appointed, you know, I felt as though, uh, God also had a hand on that. And I knew that this district, it's one of the best school districts in the, in the state of Florida. And, you know, it was my mission at that time, along with our team, uh, to really support this district and to move forward. So that's exactly, that's exactly what we did. Um, and then a pandemic hit and things get even more challenging. But again, I just couldn't be more proud of everybody coming together, um, even outside the school system, you know, from those in the community. So the outreach 
And what makes this this uh, school district so special is the fact that those in Okaloosa County uh, really support this school district. Mm, mm. And without all of that support, uh, we would not have been able to get through this year. Mm, that's that's great. Well, as we think about things moving forward, um, and, and you know, you can answer this from what you see going on nationally or you see going on in our region specifically or our state or just maybe what you see in culture. As we think about moving forward, I mean, you know, hopefully you have – lot of years left in community service and um i have a lot of years left you know equipping uh, believers and and being a dad and you know eventually we'll uh possibly be grandparents as you think about just schools moving forward and education moving forward what do you think are some of the most pressing issues that we're going to be facing well as you know one of the things for us is you know where are we going as a school district and i call that the next generation of okaloosa schools so that's what we talk to our administrators about our teachers about what does the next generation of Okaloosa schools look like? And right now we're in a time period where our standards are changing and standards meaning that this is what we must teach in English, for example, in math, for example. So there's always a challenge around that when you get new standards. And that means then mm-hmm. a new test or assessment is mm-hmm. going to come with that. So we're going through that process uh, right now. Um, also, we are blessed by the citizens of Okaloosa County to get a half cent sales tax and so much needed and appreciated. So you're going to see a lot of um, changes that will start happening at our schools, even as we speak. Um, career and technical education is a, a challenge and a, and a, a blessing. Mm. So we want to be sure here in Okaloosa County, part of that next generation of Okaloosa schools, we want to be a pipeline from elementary where our kids are learning coding, robotics, drones. We want to be a pipeline from elementary, not just to high school, but straight to the workforce. So our students, when they graduate from Okaloosa County Schools, they have the ability to go to college, they have the ability to go to the military, or they have the ability to go straight into the workforce with certifications that they earned in career Mm -hmm. and technical education classes here in Okaloosa County. So we're excited about that. You know, we're partnering with many local um, businesses, industry, um, Eglin, uh, we're on the verge of uh, artificial intelligence institutes that uh, we're hoping that we're going to be starting here soon. So there's a lot of things going on, a lot of challenges in public education, but uh, we choose to look at them positively and say, what can we do here in Okaloosa County for our students, mm. for our educators, and for this community? Mm. So when you say, what can we do for our students or educators in this community, uh, you know, what, what would you say to, let's start with just a parent. You know, I have, I have uh, five children in Oklahoma County schools. And we so, thank, we thank you for that. <laughs> so, you know, and between Justin and I, I think we have 11 children, our, our wow. co-host. Yeah, we have 11 uh, children so that are in your school. So um, what would you say, like, what is a good parent parental involvement support of our educators? What, what does that look like? In one word, it would be involvement. Okay. Uh, we, you know, we want parents that are involved and whether that's um, in normal years coming to the school in volunteering or whether it's just at the home, you know, making sure when is homework time going to be? When is my child I'm going to read? Taking an opportunity to talk to your child about the school day. You know, you know, mental health is a big deal mm-hmm. nowadays and, and students struggle with uh, many different types of situations, you know, with those little cell phones that, you know, that they have. So there's so many pressures on students nowadays that maybe wasn't there before. So, you know, how can we help, you know, parents really be involved, communicate with your child 
and also communicate with the school. Hmm. And I'll just remind you, if, if you aren't caught up on Boggy Talk, just a few weeks ago, we had our student uh, minister, Alec, uh, with us as we talked about issues facing Generation Z and talked about technology. And then the next week, we talked about mental health and the issues facing there. So I encourage you to go back and listen to that. Well, what about, and, and I asked this question realizing you represent and serve uh, many people from many different backgrounds, but a large part of those who are, um, you know, a part of our school and our community are people from the faith community. And one of the things that drive us as people of faith is that we want to be servants. You know, uh, the reason why Jesus came to not to be served, but to serve. So if we as a church or other believers in this community are saying, we want to, we want to be servants in our schools, what are some ways that we can do that? Well, and I think, uh, so first and foremost, I, I am a Christian, uh, but I also understand in my role as superintendent, I also respect, um, you know, all the different uh, denominations um, and beliefs. Um, when a student comes to school in Okaloosa County, they're, they're going to be respected. But I think there's also a role for the faith-based community within our schools, and, and, I, and I want that to be the case. You know, one of the things that I'm hoping to roll out this summer is, um, is a faith-based um, group that I'm going to be able to talk to um, and say, hey, you know, how might you be able to help with, with our schools? And that might be mentoring. Um, that might be, you know, those individuals that, that decide to pray for our schools. Mm-hmm. But um, I really want to brainstorm and, and how can we help um, our schools even more so. It could be food drives. It could mm-hmm. be clothes drives. As you know, in, in Okaloosa County, uh, we have a thing that's called free and reduced lunch um, students. And mm-hmm. some of our students are students of poverty. Um and they have other needs as well. So how can we come together as a community and even a faith-based community to really reach our students? Here in Okaloosa County, our churches do an amazing job of doing a lot of that um, mm-hmm. already, but how can we maybe even come together even more so from the Crestview areas to the Niceville areas to Fort Walton and Destin and really do um, some amazing things for our students? Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to set this question up so that I say some of these things and you don't have to say them. But, you know, one of the things I hear from believing families, you know, from from Christian families is, well, prayer's not in school anymore and the Bible's not in school anymore. And I'm like, well, every day, tons of kids are praying when they're about to take the test and their parents are praying for them. And, you know, they say the church isn't in schools. Well, the church isn't a building, you know, so if we're sending our kids to school, then, then it is. But I understand what they mean when they say, you know, we're not doing, making everyone do the Lord's prayer or whatever. I, I, I'm, you and I are both younger than when that was actually happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but still, I think a lot of people of faith have this like tension because they, they, they feel like schools are getting more and more, you know, moving away from that. And and I would just say, what would be your encouragement to um, the faith community as they do send their kids to schools? Um, and and our, our community is a little different, but maybe they're military and they're going to move somewhere. You know, how they maintain their faith, but also respect. That's a great word you use. Respect everyone. How, what would be your encouragement to them? So, as you know, in, in public education, there's, there's certain rules, laws that, that govern, you know, what we do in terms, of, in terms of faith. But one thing I will say, and on every school building and every district facility, you'll see in God we trust on, on the building. And I think that's a, that's a strong statement. But I believe wholeheartedly uh, that parents have the ability when their child goes to school or when they lay down that night to say prayers over their child. Um, 
about that upcoming day or, mm-hmm. or whatever's going on in school for their child. So I believe prayer um, is a big piece of, of what can happen in the schools. Now, we do not, um, well, I'll say it this way, you know, there's still a moment of silence mm-hmm. that students are able to, to take part in. And uh, we have FCA groups in our schools as well, especially many of our secondary schools. And we have a large number of students in FCA, which is a Christian organization. Um, but again, you know, we have to respect um, all, all walks of life, all, all beliefs. And that's something that I believe that we do well in Okaloosa County. And Christianity is one of those um, beliefs that I think that, that we do support well. Mm-hmm. You know, I would just encourage, you know, Christians who are listening to this, that, you know, our, our job is not to win a culture war. Our job is to live out our faith. And um, we have to respect those who, you know, come from different backgrounds. And, and, and if our if our goal, you know, I'm saying this, not you, if our goal is to really help them see that what we're, how we're living is the right way, that's not going to happen by forcing them to do things that we want them to do. It's going to happen through respect, valuing them, those families, those children. Um, and so, you know, I, I think that if we live out our faith and we carry the same respect and dignity for people that, you know, those we learned about in our faith uh, did, specifically Christ, I think uh, we're really representing him well in whatever environment uh, that we might be in. Well, um, so I kind of want to shift gears here a little bit because um, I I follow you, you know, I I follow you on Twitter and kind of follow what's going on with you. And uh, part of that is because I have kids in the schools, uh, but also I'm a faith, you know, leader of a a decent amount of people. And um, and number three is I'm a learner. And I've just been incredibly impressed by your leadership. Uh, And and I'm just curious, kind of who who influenced you um, and and, and kind of helped make Marcus Chambers the leader he is today? I think that's simple. First and foremost, I think my parents, um, just coming up as a child, I had amazing parents, um, still have amazing parents. My father was in the military for over 33 years. Uh, my mother uh, was a stay-at-home mother, uh, but probably no one works harder than, than she worked. So they instilled in me uh, you know, confidence, uh, humility. They instilled in me uh, hard work and uh, education is important. I can remember my father used to say when people would um, ask, you know, does your does your son work? And he said, well, first and foremost, his his job is, is school hmm. and that that's the number one priority. So they uh, really, really um, influenced me significantly. And then after that, I really would say, you know, I'm a person who who prays every morning. So I do. Uh, I look to the Lord. Um, on guiding my day, guiding my steps, and, and what's going to happen as I go forward. So um, I put a lot of faith in that and definitely not perfect by any way, shape, or form. Um, but I'd say those two, in terms of my parents um, and the Lord, has really shaped me into the person that I am. Mm. Well, um, what are some leadership principles that you <laughs> live by? So it's funny because uh, you can read so many books and uh, so many trainings, but there's there's five things that, that I that I try to live by. And one is uh, faith and then a life of excellence and then passion, compassion and leadership. Mm-hmm. So how do I do in those um, areas? Um, 
Some might say, well, some <laughs> might say he's, he's getting better, but, uh, but those are, those are the areas that I try to really focus on, um, especially in this role in, in this seat, uh, cause you know, it's, it's impacting in, in terms of, you know, we're, we're impacting students' lives. We're impacting mm-hmm. families in the community. So those five areas are important to me. Hmm. Well, how do you, so you're, you're always somewhere doing something, encouraging someone, you know, making an appearance somewhere. And I don't know how much that you have to do or you choose to do, but how do you maintain balance? Wow. <laughs> it's uh, I, I go back to it. So it's, it's funny that, you know, we're here. This is a faith-based show. You know, first and foremost, it's my morning time. You know, I wake up and, uh, I say my prayers, I, I read the things that I read, um, and try to relax in the morning. Mm-hmm. So there's, that gives me a sense of balance. I hope to, to take me in the day and some, some days it's better than others. <laughs> um, and then even though I don't do it anywhere near as much as I need to, you know, the weekends I like to walk, run, um, that helps, uh, mm-hmm. decompress you. And you know, when you're in a, when you're in a position like this or a position like you're in, um, you have, um, those who support, those who question, um, and maybe even criticize sometimes. What? No. Um, and, th- and that's fine because everyone has um, everyone has uh, perspectives, and, and I actually value that. And yeah. I try to make a, a concerted effort to call those folks to talk to them about the concerns, but to get through everything that that you go through, that that I go through. I think it's important to have a little bit of exercise in my life. I'd like to have more, but then my uh, my quiet time is is critical. Yeah, well, I was just talking uh, with Commissioner Ponder recently, and we were talking about criticism comes with a territory of leadership. I mean, we kind of all know that. But we were both talking about how we experience criticism, but not like you. <laughs> you experience, and it comes with the territory. It does, but it does. man, I just and I know you. You know, I don't know you well, but I know you. And I'm like, this is a this is a a dad and a husband and a son and a and a and just a man. You know that you're saying these things about when I read things people say. So I just have to ask you because I have a hard time with the criticism I experience. Yep. How do you? Keep moving forward in the midst of all that criticism. <laughs> so again, I go back to one of those principles, uh, you know, faith. Um, and you can't allow criticism to really creep inside of you or it, it could dominate you. Mm. But what I will say is the vast majority of what of what I get uh, is positive. I think I have a lot of people, and I'm not saying that just support me. They support our, our school district. So I am blessed to have... Um, great teachers, administrators, great community um, support, but there's always going to be criticism. And I really don't try to look at that as a negative. I look at that as opportunities to talk with those individuals. Nine times out of 10, once you talk with individuals, mm, that's um, good. things are resolved. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes when you're in a day and age of social media, some people just get frustrated and they put out there what they're going to put mm-hmm. out there, um, whether it's right or wrong. But uh, again, you got to be, uh, for me, I got to be faith-based and uh it can control what I can control. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you. That's you. You really touched on two things that are important. And social media, really, I would say, misrepresents the level of conflict and amplifies the level of conflict. But also, how many things really are resolved if you actually just you're the one who takes initiative to talk things out. So, um, you know, and people are passionate about their kids and schools, you know, and, and it's a lot of, you know, resources, rightly so invested. So you get the passion. It's just, I wish people, (laughs) and I'm speaking, most of our people aren't those people, but 
you know, I wish people would be kinder. And uh, I'm tempted to go back and defend you. Sometimes I'm like, nah, it's not going to do any good. So, <laughs> well, um, yeah, I guess I would just, you know, really two, two more questions. One would be when you think about the future mm -hmm. of Okaloosa County schools and Okaloosa County in general, what, what excites you? There, there's so much opportunity here. And I say that from the school district to community, to, to businesses, to the military, there's so much opportunity here. So when you think about our school district, academic excellence is something that we talk about. You know, we want to be a school district that continues to be a high rated school district. Right now, from our last assessments, we're the fourth rated school district in the state out of 67 districts. So we want to keep that academic excellence. Mm. But we want to be more than just test scores. We want mm -hmm. to be more than just um, career and technical education, which, which is important. So we want to provide all those opportunities. We want kids to be successful, but we want students who can go to college, career, or the military and be successful. So that's one piece. But what also excites me is the fact that you look at athletics, we want to provide opportunities for students to, to get involved athletically, mm -hmm. but then we also want to provide students opportunities in the arts. So band, chorus, you look at the band programs in Okaloosa County, they rival college bands. Mm -hmm. The participation that we have in band and chorus and drama, it can rival anywhere. So when you look at a three-pronged approach to education in terms of being strong academically, strong with the arts and strong athletically, that's something that I'm extremely proud of for this district. And as we continue to go forward, we will only strive to enhance that, but have the community be with us along the mm -hmm. way. That's great. Well, my last question is, why do they keep changing math? No, I'm just kidding. A, you ever see that Incredibles movie where it says, who changes math? It's like, it does. It's changed since I was a student. Yeah, me too. <laughs> no, but really, if you were, uh, you know, you, you, you are a man of faith. Um, and yeah, I, I think anyone who observes you and has a child in Okaloosa County School who is not, uh, you know, does not share the same beliefs in no way feels, at least from you and your leadership, um, any kind of disrespect or any kind of prejudice. So as we, as, as people of faith continue to be involved in schools and education and in, in government, what would just be your advice to how to, how to live out your faith in, in a, you know, world that is more diverse now? I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind is, you know, your faith, um, even though, you know, you want to be outward with your faith, but there's also, there's the personal side of faith as well. And I think um, anywhere we go, that's that's the beautiful thing is, is you can bring your faith uh, with you and the way that you carry yourself, the way that you have the ability to impact um, others. So I think that that is important, whether it's uh, students, whether it's uh, teachers, whether it's administrators, myself, um, just in a public education setting in terms of employees, we, we just have to do things um, a certain way. And again, and respect all students. Sometimes people will ask me, you know, very, a very pointed question, you know, on the faith side, but my job is to also uh, make sure that every student um, is respected, taken care of, and, and I take that seriously. Uh, but again, there's a role um, in school um, or in the lives of students and employees in terms of their faith and how they go about that um, in some respects in the school setting is, is personal. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, and my encouragement to everyone would be if you really care about how things are going, you know, don't 
make assumptions based on articles you've read, you know, on social media or even the comments on those articles, but be involved, be engaged. And I think you'll find that uh, people from all kinds of different backgrounds really are coming together for this good of, of serving and investing in the next generation. And as people of faith, that's something we can definitely be a part of. Um, and God will, God will use. Um, I just want to say to you again, how honored we are that you would take the time out of your crazy busy schedule uh, to be with us and how much um, respect to have for you and the job you're doing. And uh, again, in many different roles, but mainly as a father with children in our schools. Uh, I just want to say thank you very much. Well, I appreciate that very much and uh, love this opportunity. Yeah. And uh, this is going to be our last episode uh, for a little while. We are taking a break for the month of August. Uh, so, but we ended, we ended on a great, great <laughs> note here. So we'll be back uh, with you in September with some fresh new content as we kick off our second season. So thank you so much for listening faithfully over the past year. And if you haven't subscribed, uh, go ahead and do that so you can see when the next episode drops and uh, have a great uh, end of your summer. Thanks for listening to Boggy Talk. We are so glad you joined in the conversation. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss a beat. 